0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Merry Christmas.
2: Merry Christmas. It's freaking December.
1: I know, man. Deer season's winding down. Gun season ended here today. tell you.
2: Well, depending on what side of the mountain you're on here, it's either closed or still open. Oh,
1: man. (laughs) Well, welcome back to the Outdoor Drive Podcast. I want to thank everyone for joining in on this fine, I don't know, Thursday morning?
2: In this case, yes, in podcast yeah. land.
1: And we'll be close to somewhere near Christmas by the time this thing comes out. We'll be out on the 16th, so 10 days till Christmas, not nine days till Christmas. So, But uh, how's it been,
2: Steve? Dude, it's been rough. It's been cold. But we're still digging, man.
1: Uh, I know. It's been, it's been nuts. We got a huge cold front here. We actually had snow on the ground. I didn't think that it was ever going to end up here, but, uh, but it actually came. It showed yeah, up.
2: I, I'm shocked. They were calling for chances of snow out of that storm before it hit you here. Yep. And it didn't do a damn thing. But it was cold as crap. I was curled up behind the tree, like hiding from the wind as it came up the valley. And it just it was brutal. But, we, still,
1: we still have snow on the ground here. But it's like that crunchy, nasty snow because it had snowed, and then it rained on top of it.
2: Yeah, and just freezes over.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just
2: never-ending. Yeah, that's all right, man. That's that late season. And on the East Coast, if you're not on food plots or major food sources or whatever you want to call it, you know, the hunting in the woods gets real thin.
1: Real thin, especially when there's no food in the woods. And you know, they punch... It's not like the
2: Midwest where you can just go sit out over an ag field where they just cut the beans or the beans are standing or cut corn fields and go, Oh, well, I know they're coming out. It doesn't work that way on the East coast. Let me be No,
1: clear. And they get so punched in behind houses and these small parcels. This is when that urban hunting, it gets so important because you get in behind these, these, these houses and they get punched in there because they've gotten so much pressure and they've been so overworked and so hunted. Um, I've been in a couple of them and just done like some still hunting, which is pretty tough right now with the crunchy ass snow. But I mean, there's still a lot of deer out there. It's still fun.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, that's why we're still getting it right. You know, there's still season. You grind when you can. And as we roll into new seasons, duck season, goose season, ice fishing, things like that. Things know, die there too. It's It's hard not to shift focus, even though you know you should be in a tree. But oh,
1: it's so hard, so hard. today was something. the last day of gun. Yeah, I get invited to go goose hunting.
2: Right. And how Which, do you say no to that? That that was that was a great video playing cleanup, by the way, dude. Oh, you man. one shot, one kill. <laughs> they you thump.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny is, I've so it's probably been, I didn't goose hunt last year. No, nope. or very little. The year before I did very very little, if any. So it's been two seasons since I've goose hunted because I've gotten into this whole world of sea duck hunting, and and they've minimized our limits so we can only shoot two geese. It used to be three and the two mallards and just local hunting for me has just not been fun uh, because it's a lot of work. I got to pull the trailer. I got to put out. All the decoys, all the layouts, and it just hasn't been fun. So to get invited to go and do this this morning was absolutely epic. Show up. The decoys are already there. The blinds are already made. Um, these guys have it down pat. We're haunting a turf farm. It is absolutely epic. The shooting is phenomenal. We were limited out uh, probably by like 745, 8 a.m., which is
2: that, – That's a great freaking goose hunt right there
1: dumb we were leaving the field at 8 30 birds cleaned and everything yeah in the car and out of there and i was like wow i can get down with this this is fun and only being able to shoot two birds i'm all right with that whatever but um i was shooting my boss shells that i see duck hunt with (laughs) folds them up bismuth (laughs) copper plated bismuth lights out i cannot wait to shoot that for turkeys i am so pumped to Sight in my gun and pattern it to shoot four turkeys. Nasty, <laughs> I'm waiting nasty to see shit. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was fun. I was, it was kind of funny. And I went back looking through the video after cause I wore the GoPro and I was like, I put some damage on today. Yeah. I think thumped them,
2: dude. It was great. I'm like,
1: yeah, you did nice. Good job. Yep. Good job. Nice job. Yep. You guys shot real well. <laughs> I was looking at the video. <laughs> we won't go there it was Yet. fun we had a good time it was hell good yeah. shooting everybody had a good time we shot a lot of birds so but uh but yeah i'll be back on thursday so hell yeah days. so when the next podcast comes out i'll be back there so but uh how you been bro everything been good
2: it's all the same here man we're just yeah, rolling yeah, along man. you know we're getting into that uh year-end grind where Kind of stuck at work, vacations kind of burnt low. And you're just kinda of getting by, getting out as much as you can. Yeah. And, you know, the opportunity down here, I I, I am fully invested after driving the day. I had to go down to my boss's house and drop off a bow that we purchased for her boyfriend as a Christmas gift. And so she sent it to me. I built it for her, got it all set up, uh kicking off with in a lead ember. And, uh, so dropped it off and on the way, every little small house that had a little bitty pond, I mean, we're talking like hundred square foot ponds were full of ducks and geese. And all I could think is next year I'm putting a pond in. (laughs) <laughs> back here in the back three acres i am putting a pond in okay so that way this time of year when the deer season kind of starts going into the lull that late season grind i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna smoke me some waterfowl
1: that's awesome i love right it here I in the
2: backyard
1: i love it man i'm
2: gonna make you haul that trailer all the way from up there down to me no problem and we're just gonna smoke some local birds
1: <laughs> i'm in it man i'm in it i'm all about it dude <laughs> <laughs> i
2: saw that just just driving today just dawned on me. i'm like why in the hell haven't i done that
1: i've I got pond. i've
2: got the room i've got the property for it i've got a a, a nice runoff that runs right through we could dig it in mm-hmm. we're doing it it's
1: happening i love it dude i love it but you'll be up here duck on before you know it i yep. know that's in the works so yeah we're gonna make that happen We'll make it worth your while when you come up to. We're, we're we'll going to figure
2: it. out how to film a duck hunt, like legitimately film it, not just a solo man, because you cannot solo film a duck hunt, let alone I've a tried. duck hunt.
1: I've tried three times. So I, just, I cannot do it. it. It cannot be all GoPro. It just It's so tough. Yeah. Um, it's tough being in the boat with the tripod. You kind of like need an extra person. So
2: Yeah, so we'll put we'll Trev in a lay down. I'll sit on the, the troll boat with the camera get the GoPros and everything going out, you know, and then flip flop and just kind of play with it and actually try to do a full episode of sea duck hunting.
1: Yeah, we can definitely make that happen. I'm going to, I'll talk to the boys here, whether we go with Danny from ducks on the bay or we can go with Ian and Luke or uh we'll make going to make that happen. That's a definitely easy thing because we definitely have to, and I'm going to try and bring the actual camera goose hunting on thursday but if not maybe we'll put together a nice gopro one if uh yeah
2: i it's almost hard to think you got to take the you got to take a shooter out of the game to run the camera
1: it's tough too especially in this state so we can only run six shooters so there can only be six people in the blind period whether they have a gun or not so we can only have six guys in a blind so when you take somebody out of it and if shooting's not the greatest then it's, It
2: slows things down.
1: It does. So, it is what it is, man. But deer season still here. I'm going to haunt a little bit. Bow season climbs back in tomorrow here. um, Which would so, be
2: the ninth year away.
1: Yep. So, that starts in tomorrow. My number one shooter buck is down.
2: And I in, did not shoot.
1: Permit. I'm almost... I sent the pictures around, and I've talked I, to a lot of people. But well, looking
2: at the pictures, I... I kind of had to think the same way, but I yeah. was really hoping he would come back and say it was a different
1: buck. The only thing – so I haven't – he hasn't gotten back to me, and I'm not surprised, but it is <laughs> what it is. Um, I just hope that he shows up on camera. I i mean, I don't know. It, and the thing is, it's his left side G2 is what's kind of like kind of screwing things up. So he has kickers on his right and his left. But his left side looks like it's broken in the pictures, and if it's broken in the pictures and he lost that flyer, then it's definitely him. Right. If he didn't,
2: if there's then no it's flyer not. present, then it's a different buck. Right. But I don't know, dude. Looking between the eye guards, looking at the twos, threes,
1: it's fucking way too close.
2: Dude, everything else is like perfect, with exception to that one little, you know, four-inch flyer.
1: We're not talking about a small deer here. No. We're talking a 150 class eight-pointer. Yeah. It's a stud. Giant. And, man, it sucks because, you know, it was a stupid thing on my part. And I and I was very arrogant when it came to this. And I should have – I wanted to shoot him with a bow. We didn't want to shoot him with a gun. Not just me. I mean, Captain Seth was hunting this deer too. So, we didn't want to shoot it with a gun. We wanted to shoot it with a bow. So, We'll see what happens, man. We'll keep you guys posted on that. But I'm very excited about this, today's podcast, man.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. I, uh, Get
1: I really some real look
2: forward to our guests. There's some quality content that they have laid down. Yes. And, uh, I almost feel like we're kind of following in their footsteps. But I, I, I think before we go into that, um. Let's just go ahead and roll into some of those people that uh, we should say.
1: Actually, hold on. There's something coming in.
3: Hey, everyone. Mike here with some news for your crews. So a couple episodes ago, I reported on the delisting of the gray wolf. And, well, Wisconsin will now be setting their sights on their first wolf hunting season Since 2014, the framework for the 2021 season, uh, according to the DNR, will include public input and consultation with the state's Native American tribes. And after that, a harvesting cap will be set for the season. So hopefully more to come on that as they put together the framework um, and the public information sessions. So now off to Utah, where last week the Utah Wildlife uh, Board approved proposals and changes impacting elk, antelope, deer, bison, and bighorn sheep hunts uh, and permits. Uh, For 2021, any bull elk permits have been increased from 15,000 to 17,500. And there will be uh, unlimited number of any bull elk permits for youth hunters. Uh, There are also some changes to limited entry elk hunts on 7 hunting units across the state. 5 new antelope hunts have been added, 3 being muzzleloader, 1 archery and 1 any weapon hunt. Uh, For Rocky Mountain and Desert Bighorn sheep there is 1 new hunt available and 2 hunts have been discontinued uh, including 1 in the Zion unit. Dates for general season deer hunts uh, were approved and uh, as were revised mule deer management plans for five units. Uh, Now on to Arizona where on December 4th, the Game and Fish Department held one of their annual commission meetings. And at this meeting, the commission voted five to zero on option one to ban the use of all trail cameras Uh, Other options that uh, were possible uh, included establishing a trail camera season. Uh, Along with this, there has been a petition started on change.org, which is gathering signatures for those in opposition uh, to this ban. Um, For me, I'm more concerned uh, that other states may start to follow suit uh with these type of laws banning trail cameras but hopefully not Um, more to come on that i'm sure so now let's kick it back here to the east coast uh to vermont where vermont uh backcountry hunter hunters and anglers member uh, nate uh, gusikov has started hunters sharing the harvest vermont which is a statewide donation program uh, which connects generous hunters with approved meat processors and Vermont's Community Food Distribution Network. Um, Also, thanks to a partnership with Salvation Farms, all donations, uh, deer or dollars, are fully uh, deductible, tax deductible, uh, and donors will receive receipts. Uh, For more information on this program, you can go to pass the buck vt.org um great program i'm glad to see some more of this going on in new england uh, there are not a lot of hunters for the hungry type programs here so hopefully this will start a new trend here in the northeast so keeping it on the east coast uh, if you hunt in new york you might want to listen up uh, the future of new york's deer hunting is at stake with DEC's proposed 10-year deer management plan, uh, which builds off the first management plan uh, that was released in 2011. The 79-page plan can be downloaded from the DEC website, and the plan was developed over several years um, with public hearings, surveys, and other public input taken into account. Proposals included in the plan include lowering the hunting age for big game to 12 from 14, allowing crossbows during the entire archery season, uh, changing hunting day start and end times from sunrise and sunset to a half hour before and a half hour after, uh, and offering tax incentives for private landowners to allow public hunting on their property. Uh, Public comments on this plan are being accepted through December 28th and can be sent by email to wildlife at dec.ny.gov or by mail. Uh, With that, as always, if you have any news, please send it along. You can reach out to me at Mike Salter on Facebook or bearded underscore bowhunter21 on Instagram. And with that, enjoy the rest of your ride.
1: All right, now we can <laughs> <laughs> um, thank people. That's the number one important thing. So first off, I want to thank Jason from Timber Tumblers. Timber Tumblers. Uh, you can find him on Instagram, on Facebook, and uh, also on our website, The Outdoor Drive Podcast. No, it's Outdoor Drive Podcast. Yep. drivepodcast.com guys haven't been there go and check it out has all of our sponsors that we're going to list off here also uh get them in close nor'easter game calls nor'eastergamecalls.com um the best custom game calls you could ever buy there is still some evo series grunt calls you guys haven't checked those things out they are one and done the best on the market also he makes custom shit this is a custom pen with some deer teeth in it um Wicked Twisted Bowstrings, wickedtwistedbowstrings.com. You can go and get your custom bowstrings from Jill at wickedtwistedbowstrings.com. It's not wicked and twisted; it's wicked twisted. If you guys didn't know, Broadside Camo, broadsidecamo.com. Scott Shear over there at Broadside with the photo realism aerial hunting apparel. So go and check them out. broadsidecamo.com. Also. Wild Edge Inc. WildEdgeInc.com, the leader in mobile hunting. Out on the limb, out on the limb, MFG.com. They sell camera arms, platforms, a lot of saddle hunting stuff, and also um, tree stands. It's a custom, custom manufacturing shop. Um, That's it. Outside camo. I already had him. Did you or third?
2: Oh, I was too busy looking at show notes. <laughs> nice shot, <laughs> <My job>. bad. <laughs> I think that's it, man. Indeed. Well, uh, I'm sure these boys are sitting in the staging room. Let's go ahead and pull them in.
1: Let's do it. All right, brother.
3: <laughs> nice shot.
1: Shooter. Big buck.
2: Stack, stack, stack.
4: Telling you the swamps suck my soul. Like, there's no species I desire more to shoot than the Sika. But it's been bad news bears for me every time. But Paul, does <laughs> they got to do an Industry. intro. Do
5: they got to do an intro or something to start this off? They probably got to do something. They go, nope, we're already there, guys. You just. Right, right. It. <laughs> <It's a laughs> best story. So, Blackwater. My I'm a recovering Seekaholic. <laughs> Going to Blackwater. I I take Joel out there for the first time ever, and I get him to like walk out <laughs> into this swamp. And mind you, it's it's probably so in order to get in, you've got to take a roundabout way to get there. If you have ever been in the swamp, you can't get through the Phragmites, right? They're like seven foot tall you can't see anything they're thick yep. and nasty so you take wherever there's a trail and just kind of go with it until you can get into the open and kind of cut where you need to be so we're going out and as we're walking out in the dark it's like a mile and a half walk and there's like snakes in the water and Joel's deathly afraid of snakes too you want to see him scream <laughs> up a little bit
3: drop a snake in
5: front of Joel. He hates snakes hates them so we're getting out there and I'm working them back into the swamp we get out we get set up I walk him over to a tree. I'm like, hey, you're going to climb this tree. Mind you, every tree's dead, right? So you're like about to put a oh, climber yeah. on like a dead they're tree. Trees. <laughs> they're a
4: Hollywood movie set for death.
5: And they're this big around. They're six inches. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. exactly. exactly. So your
4: tree stand points down. Yeah.
5: Yes. <laughs> on the last setting. <laughs> we get him out there. He's looking at me and he's already got like that negative Nancy look. He's like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm going to sit out here in this <laughs> for this tiny little rat deer. So I get him in the tree. We get upset up. I walk over, get in mine. I'm probably, what, 250 yards away, Joel, or something like that. Dude, I
4: couldn't see past the mosquitoes. You were back there somewhere.
5: (laughs) I got my binoculars up. They're birds. They're birds. Swatting the bugs and like doing this thing. Well, we're sitting out there, and it's like basically an all day sit. And so it starts pouring down rain. And if if you ever hunted with Joel before, he always carries around this stupid little umbrella that he puts around the tree, like he's got this free umbrella. <laughs> yep, I've seen him. He just like he's got one always with him. And so I pull up my binoculars, and he knows I'm looking <laughs> at him. And he waves at me, and he's all proud of this little umbrella he's putting out. And he he picks it up, and he he puts it around the tree, and he's got no rain coming down on him. and He's just smiling at me, waving away. Well, little does it know out in the swamp, when you make a place where there's no rain. Every mosquito bug sucking thing is gonna be up underneath of that. (laughs) Yep, yeah. (laughs) underneath (laughs) of this thing, all of a sudden you just see them swatting and banging. (laughs) So not right,
6: okay.
5: Right at dark, I pop a sicka, like this. This little hind, and so. On top of him being like torn up all night long, he's got to help me drag this thing out, which is like a mile and a half back. And he hates dragging deer as is. So we wheel this thing out because we're going back. He's he's motherfucking and he's unhappy the whole way back to the truck. We get back to the truck and I look up at him with a flashlight and he's got a knot on his neck where something attacked <laughs> his neck. It's like <laughs> this big growing out of his neck. It was, it was a story. Look at me just, he's, just he's like, bro, this is the worst day of my life. Can I please <laughs> just go get a steak? I need a steak and a smile to get me out of this damn swamp."
4: It was honestly looking back, that was the hardest year hunting year I think I've ever had. You know how you have ups and down years? Oh yeah. But that year had been like the worst, like just impossible. And where it gets better is we're hunting this public land and it's just been really hellaciously hard year and we just come out of that swamp the swamp episode and um, we're hunting this this public land and the rule is 15 inches or bigger and we hadn't seen a, a shooter in weeks and Brian and I finally decide, let's just start hunting the same tree, and we'll film it. And, but we're going to take two guns in case someone gets one down. Like, what What are the odds? Like, you one, we haven't seen a deer in two weeks. So why are we taking two guns in case we get two in one set? But we did. And this buck pops out. <clears throat> and it's the first buck I've seen since the swamp episode. And I'm like, finally, redemption. <laughs> this is it. Finally, redemption. I'm going to – my season's going to end up okay. So I get the scope up, and he pops out. And I'm so scared, like, to even – pull the the scope up to check out his antlers size. And, but I don't want to quite pull the trigger in case he's not a trophy and we should be shooting him. But I'm pretty confident he is. So I'm like, Brian, I have it on him. And I'm already know that if this guy even twitches, I'm firing because I'm pretty confident. I was like, Brian, I was like, is he legal? Brian's like, I think so. I was like, is he a shooter? Brian's like, give me a second. So he gets up, he moves over to check it out. The next thing you hear, go He's like, yeah, that was a shooter, all right. (laughs) That was the hardest season I've ever had. I just couldn't get out of my (laughs) slump.
1: That is priceless. Well, guys, well, welcome back. And uh, I guess you guys now know who the Sons of Fall are. (laughs) (laughs) We're back on the phone. And uh, why don't we turn this key? And uh get this drive underway. Why don't you guys tell them who you are, where you're from, and what you guys do?
2: Eeny meeny miny mo. Y'all start oh, however ahead, you want.
1: <laughs>
6: you haven't talked yet. Uh, all right, sure. So Paul Lover. Um I uh I'm from Maryland. Been living in this uh, mid-Atlantic area for about 30 years or so from Montana originally. And uh I work, you know, we all have day jobs. So my day job is I work for a appliance manufacturing company out of wisconsin and we manufacture premium under counter refrigeration and i run our sales for the east coast and uh so that's what i do full-time and then sons of fall part-time which is more and more time as we uh as we get into more and more endeavors that we try to do to grow our business so indeed um you know just hunt fish you know loving every minute of it as they say
2: hell yeah well uh Brian? you want to go oh, next?
6: Uh
5: sure. Yeah. So, um, Brian Henley. So one of the main founders of Sense of Fall. So Joel and I, Joel and I go back a long ways. Uh, we met when I was in the military. He is fresh out of the military, and um, uh, funny story is we hated each other like all through uh our my military time, right? So I, we met. I was deployed. I was kind of I had a chip on my shoulder. A young sergeant in the Air Force, and he was one of my reach back support guys, and so I used to. Call him lazy and an asshole, and whatever, whatever I could to like motivate him. <laughs> that it didn't then. work. And so, okay, so really, real quick,
2: he, really he called did. him a reach back. Are you sure he wasn't a reach around? i
4: had to reach around, <laughs> <a> reach backer. <laughs> okay, it was lonely.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry,
5: I had to make a joke. I was lonely, but um, that explains yeah. why he was angry. <laughs> so, I get back from a deployment. He's like my lead contractor in the in the government, and um again, still didn't like each other. And then like one day he's getting ready to take off off the office. And mind you, this is back when he still had hair, right? So he had hair, <laughs> he had like frosted tips and a leather jacket all the time and was like a lead singer in a band. Like this was God, <laughs> Gun, his life, right? Like, so I had, I was a military deployment guy. I didn't realize like his background at all. Like I just never got to know him. And like one day he's like, oh man, I got to take off early. I'm actually going to go hunt." And I'm like, wait, wait a minute, you hunt? And he was like, you hunt, and I was like, Yeah, I hunt. And we we're like, Did we just become friends <laughs> from then on? Do we were like best friends after that? And we hunted together, done everything together. And so, um, what Joel, like six years ago now, it seems like five, six years ago, it might even be more than that. We um, we sat down at a, a green turtle one night and kind of stenciled out what we would do with our lives and uh, came up with this idea of Sons of Fall, which initially was like, Let's create a hunting show. Went out and bought cameras, spent a bunch of money, um, realized it's really hard to make a hunt show when you work full time and yep. you only got two people doing it and your budget is basically zero. So you're hunting public land. You don't yep. exactly kill a whole lot of deer on film on public lands, surprisingly enough. It makes it a little bit difficult. And so, especially when you're hunting one state and we, um, we said, we need to rethink this and, and both being analysts, we decided... Uh, we were going to cast a really big net and go out and just find a bunch of people that were like-minded like us and see uh, that had some basic idea of how to film and, and enjoy doing this. And I, about, this is about what, three years ago now, Paul, that we started doing this. We reached out to you as, as part of this. And yep. then,
6: um exactly.
5: That year we had, I think, uh, seven or eight people that came on board as cast. And they all submitted film and. Joel actually started editing then, putting putting our shows together, and, and things have kind of taken off since then. We've, we've really been on an upward trend here of, of getting footage out there. We finally got our first couple of episodes in Amazon Prime this year. We should awesome. be in another three here in just a little bit, and then we're also, we just reached out in the apparel line. If I uh, was to turn this around, you could see that this whole room is like our manufacturing plant right now, so <laughs> we clothes and apparel and shelves and that's I do awesome. all of our prototyping in here and all that stuff. And we work with, um, we decided we were gonna be a completely American made company, at least as much as we can find manufacturers yep. for. And so we've got a couple of local guys here that are making shirts for us. We're, we're working through kind of the pants regimen now, which is surprisingly difficult in the US to find a pants manufacturer. Wow. And so we're working through it. Um, hopefully, uh, summer next year, we'll have a pair of pants out there and,
6: and building the line out. So. Yeah, that's kind of a... so our, <clears throat> our goal right now with the Artemis line of clothing is to just have early season gear to get us going. And so the pants, hoodies, shirts, neck gaiters, beanies, things like that to cover us from head to toe to get through, you know, that October-ish into November time frame, basically. But yep. that, so that's our year goal years. for this next year. Yep. That's awesome. How about you, Joel? Yeah, you're
2: Joel, looking all lonely in your hotel. You haven't
1: really said much down there. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, I, I'm going at this point, hello, I'm Joel. I'm in quarantine. I um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't know yet. But now I was joking to Brian. I was like, dude, I go nowadays and don't talk to anybody. The days are believing in. I think today's day nine for me. So hey, I'm, ten, man, it.
5: Ten. I'm keeping track. I got a little, I got a little, I'm keeping tabs over here for you.
4: But yeah, no, nah, um, I'm like to brag that I pulled Paul in. I found him once we decided to um, cast our net a little bit bigger, Paul was, um, the one thing we realized, like Brian said, was it's a lot of money and a lot more work. We thought you could just get a camera and get out there and, you know, just record some stuff and get a show going. And we were humbled very quickly. But I think the only good thing that we took away from it was we tapped out pretty quickly on it. <laughs> Like Brian went out and bought the biggest man pajama yeah. <laughs> you've ever seen. Like and he's like, dude, it's cable worthy, and he's right. But the thing is, we went too big. Like we didn't even know what apertures or f stops or any of that was. So
2: so you went like straight out cinematic out the freaking gate.
5: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah no, uh, we went big. We went big, big, Like a big,
2: CS five and all that cinematic uh, lenses.
5: Yep. I brought a. I bought a Sony. Um. Uh. Basically, it was what was that PMW. <laughs> five whatever it is a PMW 7 whatever the one was back then it was their top yeah. model. it was like a eight thousand dollar camera yeah
2: i know what you're talking about
4: <laughs> we had no clue it like, what it was and beyond that just carrying into woods was sucking our souls everywhere. yeah so that, we that's
2: that's as bad as the over-the-shoulder video
5: cameras it's pretty much yeah it. yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's what there. it was like mounted on my story it was
6: i think i've seen I've pictures pretty, of it
4: you oh, yeah. tree, man. it was just impossible so like we tapped out and then we went back to drawing board and I was like, hey, why don't we get a cast, you know, people to help us out because our kills aren't gonna be enough. Um, but the one thing we did, we realized instead of reinventing the wheel, I was like, let's go after guys that have a big social media following already. So like, if we get, you know, they have twenty thousand and they have twenty thousand. Um, so we went after people that had one um, social media presence and then two. I wanted someone that killed year out, year in and year out because you could tell that one guy's an internet sensation. Like, hey, they killed one big buck. That's awesome, but it was one time they're ever gonna do it in their life. And I came across Paul, and I was like, this guy's dropping big buck every year on film. So my claim to fame is I found Paul. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good, yeah, call. I Paul. Good call. Good call. It was
4: the best. Like now that we're years into it, like and our sponsors, you know, if they heard this, they just laugh. But it truly was the biggest smoking mirror show i ever pulled off in my life i went into stock photography and just downloaded a whole bunch and then added some music in and i was like hey guys i'm making a tv show and they're all like wow this is really good the truth is we had no footage nothing yeah. so i kind of bamboozled and baked him into it but yeah. years later we, we do all, all our own now we're doing but everything.
6: you've been you've been true to your word brother you know, yeah, we've made it happen. Yeah, yeah.
4: but we, it was smoke and mirrors in the beginning. <laughs> we had right. absolutely nothing.
2: Yeah, it was that fake it till you make it mentality. You, oh, yeah.
4: You, I, you get I, what
2: you can I'm and happy. fill in what you can't.
4: Yep. Our first video was 100% stock photography. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're all 100% original, but oh, yeah. he, he is good cast, good people. Um, some of them have stayed with us, like Shelby and Austin. They've been with us for a while. Mm-hmm. Ted Wallace has been with us for a while. Right. Um, so right. a pretty good yes. and yes. then now we brought on some some outside people like celebrity visits and stuff which is cool oh,
6: so yeah you should talk you should talk about that too joel which part the celebrity side of our business
4: yeah we had some pretty we had some this year we had some really cool people like hopefully if anybody's watching they'll go visit them we had sarah and raymond Rowe, they're wwe wrestlers and they have the Wild and Free TV, which really cool guys. So we were able to do some joint stuff with them. We went down to Florida, and uh, we're popping pigs, which I thought oh, was geez. a blast. I had no clue it's that awesome. I had so much fun shooting hog. So we did that, and then um, Kevin Miller and Brad Marchand, um, they're NHL players with Boston mm-hmm. Bruins, um, and they have Martian Mill. So definitely check them out. They have a pretty cool clothing line and then their own hunting stuff going on. But we teamed up to do a lot of joint filming with those guys as well. So cool. for our fans, which is really just our moms, um, it, was nice to bring, <laughs> bullshit. it was nice to bring in some other personalities. I'm calling
1: bullshit. Yep. <laughs> you got the big bullshit on that one.
4: <laughs> yeah. anyway, I think it is. I'm like, we got three views. My mom, had, my mom watched it three times. But we did have some really cool people um, joining this year, those personalities, besides Paul. his cool personality and then next year um, we're not ready to announce it yet but we have some some other pretty cool things lined
5: up
3: yeah yeah for sure
4: a long way from stock photography in the end i'm not condoning bamboozling people but it does pay
5: (laughs) hey here's the thing though and this is something that joel and i stand by in this industry and that's anyone that's trying to get into it needs to know if you make a promise to somebody you gotta you gotta see it through in this industry Oh, Amen yeah.
1: to that, man. Yeah, that's
5: the trick. You can fake it till you make it, but if you've made a promise to do something, you got to follow through in this industry because people don't forget. There, oh, yeah. There's
1: a lot of there's a, I think there's a lot of people in the industry that kind of snake their way through it and don't they're not <laughs> real. Um, yeah. You know, we as we we're close talking calls with air, that. you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> there's there's a lot of people that just aren't real, and there's a lot of you know fake stuff. So to find good people out there that are real is is definitely an important thing. And keeping up on their word,
5: you know. Let's, Paul Paul's got a good story about keeping up with your word and being real. Let's hear it, Paul. Oh yeah, it's out now. Uh, <laughs> out now. This I think sounds was
1: interesting. Now. We
4: just, you know, about I, just I just, <laughs> had, I just <laughs> had to pull uh, up one of our best relationships, our sponsors, we work uh, with. We love uh, that. And just this week, I gave him a story. So, Paul, you can All let this right. now. You're going really we'll you? to really embarrass me now, so. aren't you?
6: You're going to really embarrass me. I said
4: a story. Brian said a story. This is a good one. Should.
6: <laughs> you guys are going to love so, it. So, this. Let her like rip, brother. Baku, Baku Bikes, e-bikes, best bike on the market for sure. Um, stepped up and, and took faith in us and, and provided a couple of bikes for us. Joel has one, and I have one, and part of that plan was is that I hunt Ohio. I lease um, several hundred acres in Ohio with some friends of mine, and, and we've been doing that for like eight years out there, and we, we always kill some pretty nice deer out there. So I, uh, the plan was is that Joel and Brian were going to go to Illinois, and I was going to Ohio to hunt this year's 2020 rut. Well, I was going to take the Baku to Ohio and they were going to take uh, Joel's Baku to Illinois, but they needed my Baku in Illinois to be able to to film Brad and Kevin both riding, you know, the Baku bikes and get some footage for Baku and stuff like that. So so we made an arrangement for us to meet in Zanesville, Ohio, which is, you know, not far from where I hunt. And, uh, so we ended up meeting and we're in a rush because one of my buddies had just killed a deer that evening and I needed to get back to go help him, you know, drag the deer, find the deer, all that kind of stuff. So I'm in a rush. I meet them. We take the bike rack off the back of my truck. We put it on Joel's truck, put the pin in, snap it in, get the bike all set up. And we're like, fuck yeah. We're like, yeah. High five. We're like, have fun, you know, see you in Illinois and that kind of thing. So I get back to where my buddy is looking for his deer, and we get the deer out, and literally, we literally get the deer on the back of the truck in in the trailer, and my phone rings, and it's Joel, and he's like, dude, you want the good news or do you want the bad news? (laughs) And uh, I was like, well, give me the bad news. He goes, your bike is gone. Like, it is forever gone, totaled. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, it literally fell off the back of the truck, and it was like, he said, said, it's not exaggerating, like 30 feet high in the air. Now, granted, he's going down I-70 towards Columbus, Ohio,
2: going 75
6: miles an hour, right? That's what you do on I-70, and that Baku is literally just in pieces flying down the road, according to these guys. I wasn't there, but he showed me pictures, so I know it was in several pieces, (laughs) so and I'm like, I'm like gut punched, you know, because I'm like loving this bike. It's, it's like Joel lost his soul. That became part of my soul. That bike did, you know. So, and then he said, "Well, do you want the good news?" I'm like, "Well, what can be the good news out of this?" He goes, "Well, nobody got killed." I said, "Yeah, you're absolutely right." So um, it, was, it
4: was like the Fourth of July. The no. only reason I, it was nighttime, and the only reason I knew that bike came off was I saw sparks, sparks way up in the air behind me. I'm like, what could sparks be doing in the air behind me? The bike had literally come loose, was doing spins, would go up like 20 feet and the car would go under it.
5: I do. Land. It was another attached to the bike rack, guys. A solid steel bike rack his buddy yeah. custom made for this. So <laughs> yeah, let me
6: explain that. So my buddy made two bike racks, custom made, super heavy duty, made out of steel, like these things. Could go through a 75 mile an hour crash and last. I've got proof of that now. But what happened was, is when I put the pin, when I put the bike rack into the receiver, and I put the pin in, it didn't go through the hole on the hitch. Yep. Kind of
2: did one of these <laughs> things. I didn't push it far enough
6: in. So when I put the the pin in and locked it with the cotter pin, it didn't it, go through anything.
2: It wasn't. So through as they the, were
6: going the down too, the highway. It just started vibrating and eventually worked itself out. Oh, shit. We lost a $4,500 bike. We're going
5: on the highway, and Joel looks over at me and goes, we just lost the bike. And I look at him like, what? He's like, in pure panic, because I'm telling you, like every car swerving to the left, swerving to the right, it's bouncing (laughs) in the air going down the highway. Uh, (laughs) We're all like, Oh, we're going to jail. We're going to jail for real. <laughs> I knew there was no way this is going to be a in the ass prison time right here. This is not going to be good.
6: So apparently, back who knows now that uh, I totaled a bike and uh, you know I came clean. I came clean
4: with him yesterday and the day before.
6: He's oh, like, if
4: I fell, I'm like, hell no. I just what want to you, finish up the hunting season. Let's just you, we have two weeks planned. The, uh, the guy.
6: The guy at back who did the same damn thing, too? Is that, is that correct?
4: Yeah, he, he like, No personal stuff. Some, uh, like yeah. something else like that. Gotcha. But we went on yep. a tear streak from there for killing. Like, we all did really well. So it was kind of good luck. How'd your all season go?
1: Went really well.
2: Uh, Ohio was definitely a treat. It, it did really well for us. Locally, uh, we've been on a dose sling kick. Uh, the Bucks have not been very cooperative in our home states.
1: Nope. My shooter got shot yesterday, last oh, day of gun season. By uh, you? No. In, in Connecticut? <laughs> nope. Yeah, in Connecticut. So I woke gotcha. up to go deer hunting for the last day of shotgun. It's about, I don't know, 3.30 in the morning, scrolling through Facebook. Uh, and the first thing that pops up is oh, my shooter. Back. And I'm like, no, my number one on the hit list. So, oh yeah, I rolled over and went back to bed. Mm. There's a 1% (laughs) chance
2: that that deer is not dead. 1%. There
1: is a 1% chance. It all
2: depends on whether a flyer was broke off or not.
6: Yep. Oh, gotcha. So,
1: so he's got a flyer on one side on his G2 and it, if it's, if it's not broken off, I contacted the person to see if it was or it wasn't. If he gets back to me and says that it has a broken flyer, then it's definitely that deer. If it's not, then it's not. I mean, it could be a, a son or whatever, you know, he could be, I, it's tough to tell, but yeah, I'm going look at the pictures next to his pictures. The, what's that? Public land? Public land. Yep. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. I only, I only hunt public land. I have one private piece here. It's a small little 10 acre piece, the funnel piece, but yeah. I tell but, you,
6: you don't hear much about Connecticut and deer hunting and, you, know? you don't
1: talk about it. That's why.
6: Yeah. <laughs> they, they've done very good keeping it quiet. Right?
1: There's been
2: a pile of giants killed there this wow. year. Wow. Right, let me, cool let me take that back. They've all been small deer killed there this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
6: so, yeah, exactly.
1: I got a cool one for you. Hold on one second. All right.
2: Yeah. So Trev does a lot of uh, domestic beetle skull t- uh, attacks. During, oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. he's got some absolute. Really cool bucks.
6: Oh, jeez. That's oh, awesome. I like that. Like yeah, he's tall. I like that.
1: Jeez, he's it's clean. something
6: else. I like uh, They he put cool.
1: him at probably close, close to to about eight years old. Let's oh see, man, almost nine. I think. Uh, they have trail cam pictures from him from 2016. So, hmm. uh, pretty cool deer. Got, Somebody shot I him publicly. Got in.
5: an entire room of deer. I I killed my first private land buck that i would mount this year and i've been hunting since i was a kid and every deer that i have mounted is a public land deer my all of my biggest deer are public land deer by far
2: yeah well that's kind of how trev's season went <laughs> so in ohio uh trev got a a buck of a lifetime he put down 166 inch
6: oh, you know, really?
2: Ooh. public land we yeah. were there for a week went in blind
5: aep property or what is that uh it was
1: uh it was fed land yeah
6: oh it's federal Got it. Yep.
5: so fed land is awesome right like fed land is one of those things that is mostly like it, a lot of people don't spend the time needed to figure out federal land because of the requirements to get on it right there's always a weird place to go and it it's not always posted on the state dnr sites and it's sometimes it's hidden away maryland is that way like yes for anyone that wants to go to maryland federal land has a separate bag limit than the rest of the state so yep. in oh, really? in maryland total you can shoot 22 bucks yep if you go to all of the federal land i told you mm. trev so you can kill a deer a day in maryland if you do it right oh, yeah. Jesus, i used to shoot somewhere around 15 to 16 a year in maryland yeah wow it's insane maryland's a great state for public land hunt that's crazy mm
1: we just got a bunch of public land here in Connecticut that just opened. And I'll tell you, it is phenomenal hunting land, like Mm. phenomenal. A couple of my buddies, we had just opened after like this great American outdoors act. And like this stuff just started popping up here and there and it was all newer land. And I'll tell you what, dude, some of the, we started scouting it this year and some of the bucks that are on it are incredible because it had never been hunted before and just some great deer. But, Mm. um, but yeah, I'll tell you what, this was my first, First year doing do it yourself out of state hunts, and I don't ever want to hunt my home state ever again. I can care less. <laughs>
6: Ohio is oh, very year. addicting state, you know. Oh, it's it's bad. We, we oh. lease about 800 acres, and you know it's it's private land. It's not state land, but it's you're still it's still DIY. We're hanging our own sets and oh, yeah. scouting and doing all that kind of stuff. So it's it's a, it's an addicting state for sure.
2: Yeah, I'd say within the fir- the week we were there trev was there about a week and a half a little longer than me and uh between the two of us i'd say we saw 14 deer over 130 mm-hmm. i yeah, I, m- I missed a 170 i hit a an oak branch Ooh. and skipped over his back
5: Oh man. wow and that's actually what
2: set us up to move in to set up where trev killed the 166 right. on the opposite side of the bedding mm-hmm. so i mean it, it was insane it was a blast great
6: that's like
5: awesome. One hundred and sixty. It's like those are lifetime gear. They don't happen very often.
2: Oh yeah. Well, it makes you sick when you lose all the recovery footage.
5: Yeah.
2: We had it you all when We got everything set up. Uh, we got going in for the initial setup. When we decided to back out, we switched cameras. The memory card corrupted. Oh. So we lost a... everything from the recovery.
5: Dude. Honestly, that's a part of the reason I have the exact camera that I have right now. So I actually do. So I've, I've used a ton of cameras. Right. So not to change your when a tech stuff now, but the, the, Lumix GH5S people don't have it. The dual uh, the Yeah, dual with the dual slot side yep. of it. Where you can actually double right to it when you're yep. going out and you're actually on a kill, like you're actually going to kill shoot. Yep. Like those dual, it's double right, and it, like, is so amazing to do, and it's a really good price camera for anyone that's trying to get into it at a, at a decent price point and have a professional-grade camera. Like, that camera's awesome.
2: It's definitely something I'm looking back on, because I compared two cameras between a, a Sony and a Panasonic. I ended up going with a Panasonic because of some of the other features. The Sony had the dual right, dual card capability, Yep. And that was like and I was like, I'll go with the Panasonic because I can do more creative work. Yep. And after that I was like
4: You're DSLR
2: I guy. I, I bounce back and forth. I run DSLR and uh, 4K. Yep. I, I prefer DSLR, preferably uh oh. SLR, but yep. um like I, you- I'm I'm kind of a freak. I play with everything.
5: What I'm do you guys guy. recommend? What are you guys normally running? so we have so for us so we we actually have like as we get cast on we kind of direct them a series of ways so there's um what is your camera's thing it's a panasonic
2: uh see this particular is the uh wxf 991
5: got it yep so we i generally recommend dslrs there is a um so joel um uses a of his kind of B camera is a Panasonic, what is it, a Z, whatever, Joel? Hundred,
4: Very unknown. Like no one knows about it. It's like super secret camera. It's really odd.
5: So it's an awesome base model. It'll do 4K, um, which is nice. It's got um, a, a really good autofocus features inside of it. It actually has an in-body zoom, so it's a variable lens inside of it that you can actually zoom on the body. Gotcha. Which is kind of cool for a DSLR, right? So it's yes. really easy to use for somebody getting into instead it. Instead of
2: changing be... settings or rolling.
5: Correct. You don't right. change lenses. You don't get settings. It's got a yep. bunch of good auto stuff. Built-in ND filter. So awesome base model to learn cameras and still get good footage. So we recommend a lot of our cast to get that when they come on board. It's like, hey, that's a great starting point. And then I, I use a GH5S, a Panasonic GH5S, okay. which is my... It's my personal favorite camera. I like it. Its downfall is the actual the screen size. You need to have yep. an external You have to have an extra monitor to really get it. Joel actually, bitches at me all the time because I. Yeah, missed, you can't uh, get that view with it. I've missed. Yeah, I feel yeah. thing yeah. thing is like likes
4: to throw the needle. He shoots in everything f two eight. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I do. I live in two so. eight. <laughs>
4: You've missed it, right?
5: And so he's got the yeah.
4: smallest little thing and he's trying yeah. to cut try the needle with an f28 stop and i'm like dude you're he all-
2: likes that bokeh <laughs> he's
4: all, he's all about that which is awesome when you
5: yeah. nail it when i nail it it's good but i have missed a couple of shots on some things so like it that is the problem with it but um i love that camera and then we just um we're just starting to kind of upgrade in prosumer stuff right now um, Joel just upgraded his camera. He has a, a Blackmagic DSLR. Okay. The what is it? The Pocket Cinema. Yep. And then so I've looked
2: at that. I'm very on the edge about it.
5: It's an insanely good camera. I will tell you that. the The one thing that I kind of have an issue with is you've got to get the external battery source with it because yes. the battery is rough. Like, it's got an awesome processor. It's got huge dynamic range. Like you can you can fix a lot of mistakes on that camera. Like yep, can, there's just so much room for error with the camera and that big screen. You can bring it back. Really nice. like, the oh, yeah, Screen's built in, it's really, really nice, and the price point is phenomenal. Yeah, it's hard to beat. You gotta, you gotta have the batteries because you're swapping them out like every 30 minutes to an hour. <laughs> wow, I take,
4: I take seven batteries, but
5: that's good get, to know.
4: And he puts them, them in his
5: underwear because he's got to keep them all warm, too. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, you
2: do what you got to do.
4: <laughs> I, I, I just made a post We were in Colorado And I was a full time camera guy for that one At night, like I literally sleep with the batteries in my crotch <laughs> To keep them warm Because you juice them all up before you went to yep. bed And then just make sure In the morning they're still effective You'd I'd sleep with them in my crotch
2: Oh and yeah, you get that cold weather And it yep. shorts them out in no oh, time
5: I run seven batteries So that's kind of our um, thing We're big Panasonic and uh, Black Magic fans Gotcha.
6: Well, and for a self filmer like myself, I I seldom ever have a camera guy. Um, right. When I do, it's awesome. But, but 90% of the time or more, I'm I'm self filming, so I'm using the Canon XF 400 um, okay. with the boom mic and a Varizoom. You know, on the handle to control the, yep. the zoom in and out and the f-stop, and I can do I can manually change focus with the uh, Varizoom as well. So that's good. But uh self filming to try to get a kill shot in manual mode. it's almost you can't. impossible. You can almost impossible. Yeah. So I'm in auto mode when a, when a when a shooter's coming in, I'm switching over for sure into auto mode at that point. Yep. So all B rolls done in, in manual. Oh yeah. So yeah. I, I use uh we're pretty big on the the DJI um, Osmo pockets as well for B footage and I am footage.
2: That's prop it's on my Christmas list.
6: I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like Connecticut's a sleeper state. The Osmos, the Osmo Pockets, that sleeper camera that yes. we firmly <laughs> well, like believe in. I know. We don't want to tell anybody about it because it's such an awesome thing. Yeah, I know. That's why I was life. like,
4: Paul, don't tell people because then <laughs> no, I'm telling you, if it's I've, on the Christmas list, get it. It's 100% yeah.
2: anything from DJI in the last three years, with exclusion to one or two things, has been on the money. Like yep. the mm-hmm. the pocket two and that are probably my two on the listings that I want to get next, so I have I can do the drone footage and I can do the b roll.
5: Yeah, Joel's getting checked in on. So, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Joel's actually doing work. He's like, that's his that's his check in with the navy. They're like, yeah, yeah. Hey dude, are you still in your room? Are did you, you leave
2: your room? That? Hey. Hey, What's your right temperature?
5: <laughs>
1: What's your temperature, man?
2: Hey, stick your <laughs> finger like, up there and tell awesome. me if you're warm.
4: <laughs> tell me how, tell you know, me how, how, how That works. Osmo is money, and it's worth taking a few minutes to learn it. Yeah. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like the iPhone. Like you, the new iPhones are so prolific in what you can accomplish with like an iPhone Pro. It's
2: I have been doing a shit ton of B-roll just on the new iPhone. It's,
4: it's one thing with the right? iPhone, but if you just take a few minutes, Brian's really good at that. Like, go to YouTube, learn how to use that iPhone. Yeah, you can get amazing footage and pictures off of that. And the same for the DJI, the, the number two they had that just came out. Yep, the sensor's a little bit bigger. The audio is better. If you take go do some tutorials on it, the footage off of it is phenomenal. And I have people that are like, "Wow, how'd you guys do that shot?" And I don't want to tell them coming.
1: Well, here's the oh, thing. i the secret
4: sauce. There's a $300 item out there that can do it.
2: Well, <laughs> everyone gets so wrapped up on gimbals. You need the $700 gimbal. It's like, have you seen this thing? Literally, it's everything in it, something yep. that sits in your shirt pocket.
4: Exactly. Super,
6: super fast startup. I mean, you you just hit the button and it's, it's on. Yeah, that's great. That's what's great about it.
2: Trev's over here like, you fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's true, I, yeah, we'll geek out I mean obviously we're a media company right we like to film yeah, like, I'm, we, I'm we a
2: GoPro same way, <laughs> same way. I, I geek out on camera stuff production shit it's I love it
4: We didn't used to like if you told me three years ago that I would know all this stuff or be learning this stuff and geek out on that I would be like get out of here but well now, that's yeah, the thing
2: know. is the more you get into it you start with it you play with it and that's like well that' sucked what does it better? And then before long, you're in this rabbit hole of, well, that does that really cool. And if yeah. I do this and then add it with this and then add it with this software, it's yeah. epic. And then before long, you're just so far down the rabbit hole, you're never crawling out.
5: But it, well, the biggest thing in doing this, like if, if just advice to any reviewers that want to film, like the biggest thing I can tell you is talk with people that do it as well. And that will give you honest feedback because um like end of every shoot that we do joel and i will sit down paul will go through the footage and there's no blowing smoke up each other's asses like we're pretty cutthroat when it comes to like <laughs> this footage, right like yep. we are yeah you fucked that up that that's
2: not your true. composition was that's wrong you should have gone at it this way yep. yep
5: but like we do it all the time but that's how we get better right like we literally are constantly learning them from what we do and there's things we can do better and like literally joel and i were talking today it's like hey when we should have shot that in F4 instead of F2, right? Like, why did we do that? Oh, we're just trying to thread the needle. I didn't need to thread the needle there. It wasn't important for that sequence, right? It's literally, and it's that simple stuff that like makes you in your head the next time you're there. It's like, oh man, he kicked my ass last time that I did this. Maybe I should bump this up a little bit and just deal with it being a little darker. Yeah, you make either those-
2: it works or it doesn't. And then you just change the exposure and do some light work and-
5: Yeah, you, you do the things you gotta do, but it's good to have people around you that'll that'll bust your balls when you mess something up because- it, it's the only way to get better
1: you have to do that though in a, in a, in a team effort like that it has to be done or it's not going to be done correctly you know what i'm saying like it's it's and like for us for example like filming wise i don't know nothing like i just film shit and i just hand it to steven and <laughs> that film sends it. me the
2: footage and i go okay oh, yeah. i gotta make this work and then i'll put <laughs> it together and i'll send it to trev and be like what do you think give me your feedback be like we should I, i'm thinking this or this and i'm like Either yes or no, you know, just to get that external kind of, yeah. you know, if I sent it to you guys, you guys would be like, oh, the composition's wrong, you know, he's out of frame or, you know, rule of thirds, all that crap.
1: You're not, not getting that here, man. is just, it's <laughs> like okay, the
2: cameras on the deer. And then I shot the deer and the camera's back on me and deal with it.
1: Bro, I'm here to kill yeah. things. I'm here to kill things. You're lucky that the camera is near the deer. I mean, I don't
5: know. <laughs> that's funny because like you get into this thing. Like, so, so Joel's our, our primary producer, right? Like he produces almost everything that we do. And so you get into this like thing and like you start, you start shooting for production, which is a weird concept to change into. Like, Oh yeah. Start knowing what he wants to see and like what he wants to produce to. And so like, like he still bust my balls because like, I like to frame people in a certain way, but I forget yes. that he likes to do letterboxes. And so like when I frame <laughs> my way, like he's got a letterbox and I'm cutting off the top of somebody's head and he's, he's motherfucking me the whole time. And like, yeah. If you know anything about us, like you can yeah. have, he likes that. Like you, you like the, yep. that. <laughs> we all get stuck in the the Joel Bryan motherfucking sessions on a regular basis. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> this you all,
2: you're my new best friend. Yep. That I can't bullshit with you for the next year.
4: <laughs> Paul, Paul's like mom and dad are fighting. He just gets quiet. Yeah.
6: <laughs> just gotta know when to shut up. <laughs> sometimes i don't <laughs>
5: oh that's great but it's, but it's, good. it's good to be partnered up with guys that'll do that for you because it, it's important in this industry to have people that'll tell you like your shit sucks and so you yeah. can go it better it really is important 100 the
4: challenge is what are you trying to accomplish like if you're just going out to get some memories who cares just use your know whatever gopro off top of your head get that little dough on the far top right of the frame it doesn't matter But for what we're trying to do, you know, you're trying to get sponsors and they want good media and they want that slick footage. It's just a different level. So we, we enjoy that. But anytime you just want to get out there and film is awesome. You just have to know what, what is your goal? Am I just trying to capture a memory so I can throw it in black and white and rewatch it and Thanksgiving with my kids, a fun hunt. Right. (laughs) actually trying to win a film festival.
6: Totally different. Or put it on NBC sports or Amazon prime or whatever, you know? So, yep. Shooting for those things.
5: Yep.
1: So, what are some of your future goals? You guys have kind of like gotten there. So, what is like your end goal in all of this? We've gotten there. Well, no, <laughs> comparatively,
2: you guys are, you know, we're, we're, let me, let me see. There I am. I'm in the screen. We're here. You're here. <laughs> so,
4: I think um, we want to keep, we're enjoying, we've decided that um, less is more for us. So, we want to do more less episodes and just super quality. Um, yep. and I think for us, we're, we focus on cinematic, you know, you have other yep. ones that are shooting, you know, the 60 frames per second, a little bit shaky, just dropping animals, kill, kill hard, heavy metal music, which is awesome. And that's a style. Our style is very cinematic. It almost feels like a movie yep. we're Not we're there, but we know what to do to get there to where once the episode ends, you're like, was that a movie or was that an episode? So we're trying to we're shooting 24 frames per second we're trying to make a little bit more thematic um so i don't know we we're enjoying the amazon prime probably stick lowering to seven to ten episodes a year and then i think our sponsors are happy with that because we can get the product placed in there and we're not having to stop the show every 10 minutes that's exaggeration. They, it feels like they shop stop every 10 seconds i mean how many times you're watching the show it seems like every two minutes they stop and do this this is brought to you by blah 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 you yep. don't do that which is great because amazon doesn't allow it yeah so we've started specializing in an arts pitch to sponsors and people we work with is hey we're not allowed to have a commercial for you but we will do discrete product placement product
6: placement yeah yes
4: like the item we'll get it in there so that yeah. makes the sponsors happy and it, Allows us to not have to interrupt the flow of a short film. So Agreed. the film festival stuff we like, and we like to turn those into actual episodes. Yeah. So beyond that, we're trying to come up with a good pattern here that makes you disappear.
2: Yep,
5: I it. hear you. Stay
4: warm, because this year I was chilly in our stuff, so I'd like to have some warmer
5: clothes. <laughs> I spent a lot of time yeah. over at Joel, and he's like, "I'm cold. I'm cold. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, at the end of the day, guys, we kind of want to do what anybody else wants to do in the industry. I mean, we're just, we're a bunch of of hillbillies that want to do this for a living. We just, we we don't have it quite figured out either, man. So we, we bust our asses, we work hard, we hone our craft, we try to get better at it. And uh, each year oh. like, we sit down. So we are, what is today? Like, so we're probably about two weeks out from our, our yearly meeting. We do, or we write down our goals for the year, like anyone should that's got a company. We list them out. We see, we compare what we did last year from our goals from the previous year and we see where we're at. So um, this year we met all of our goals that we had planned on. So that's awesome. a good year for
2: us. Congratulations. Great it's, year.
6: It's been great. Yeah, we, we got a product out. We were able to wear well, it, well. it. And that's what we kind of figured out as a company. We kind of figured out that we can't, if you want to quit your day job and do this full time, you're not going to do it on the video side of the business, we don't think. You have to have product to sell in this industry yeah, to be yeah. able to quit your day jobs. You've got to have and And um, yeah, so we kind of figured out that, that there really wasn't any really good camouflage companies out there that were American made. So that's kind of our niche. That's what we're going after. And so, cinematic video videography at the same time. But it
4: works well for us because now we can do our own product placement.
6: Exactly. Yep. You know, it's kind that's of, smart. Yeah,
4: that's <laughs> smart. Yep. Um, but yeah, everybody everybody wants to have a hunting show and things. The industry's just changed so much that even a big check, you know. And like I said, I think we're doing we're not the top dogs, we're starting to do pretty well. But I can already tell you that you can't feed three families off of that. Right. <laughs> you just can't. Even the yep. big sponsors, their checks, they're not. So um, going to Amazon Prime and some of these other avenues allow us to look towards um media outlets that wouldn't have existed otherwise you know that are beyond your prototypical hunting sponsorships but because it's not it's a money there's a lot of money to be made in the industry and hunters spend a lot of money but the guys with the cameras the half a dozens there's a million right. guys who can
1: so I well, actually you. now like YouTube stars and so on and so forth. They're yeah. kind of, they're starting to, and which is great, man. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. We love seeing that stuff. And I think Absolutely. stepping away from like how the whole industry has been curved as far as like, you know, what's been the normal realm. Um, and now like guys like you guys, the real, the realism of like real things that happen every day, you know, where these guys are filming, they shoot a deer and then, they're taking six months to try and do the b-roll for it so like mm-hmm. all this stuff is real i mean that's very important in this industry is is that right there um
6: so it's good to see those kinds of things yep. it just takes extra time it's unbelievable you guys probably know how, how much extra time it takes to do the video side of a hunt it's just unbelievable <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but we got it's what we got to do yeah. I mean, the
4: shot usually averages 15 seconds. If you're lucky, you got maybe 45 seconds of pre-roll of that buck, maybe. Most of the time, you're looking 10, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. So it's a 30-minute episode of which only 10 to 15 is the actual kill. So what do you have that's compelling to yep. drop people in besides that? So you either need to drop a lot of animals, which takes a lot of money, to get it out to all those mm-hmm. states, or you got to have something to keep them hooked. So absolutely, it's a challenge.
1: Oh, I feel you, brother. I feel so let's you. change this. We've been talking all tech and all this crazy stuff. Let's talk about <laughs> who the hell killed shit this year. What?
6: Uh, we can talk about that. All right. <laughs> I'll start there. All right. Some <laughs> <Yeah. of that. laughs> let's hear it. So how was the right. season? So my my season ended up being really, really good. Um, I'm, You know, we still have a couple months left, have a couple goals left from a hunting standpoint for killing animals. But I started out. 2nd of September, Delaware is a state that opens September 1st. So you can uh, have an opportunity to velvet buck in Delaware. And so I'd never shot a velvet buck, even though I've hunted Delaware and Maryland for for many years. So I ended up shooting a, not a giant, but a a nice pretty little eight point in velvet. So that was my first velvet, um, getting him mounted at at the taxidermist. And then later on, end of October, third week of October, I found a, a new hunting spot this year in Delaware. Even though I live in Maryland, Delaware, I live literally like five minutes from the Delaware line. So, right, you know, it's, it, all it's right not a big, me. big drive. No, no. <laughs> just before he finish uh, the story,
5: I just realized he never invites me and Joel up there to hunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's because I, I hunt
6: a call like out. two. I literally hunt like two to three acre little pieces of. <laughs> private property that are part of bigger woods but I have access to get into those woods you know what I mean yep. And that's a, that's a big part of it is just getting getting in you know permission to be in those woods but I found a new spot this year and you be, it be it, it's a spot you would never think in a million years that there would be deer back there and so I asked the guy I said hey do you mind if I put a camera up back there just to see what kind of deer you have back there He's like yeah no prompts so i put camera up and that's when i first got a picture of that velvet buck that I ended up shooting then i ended up getting more and more pictures of i'm like oh my this is like a this is like a hidden gem of you know quality bucks in and, and i'm talking suburban no new castle county delaware there is a highway major highway uh i know,
2: you know what you're talking
6: <laughs> and and i don't give up too much too much information but Anyway, I shot a, just an absolute, I think, I don't think you can shoot a bigger deer in Northern Delaware, in my opinion, that I shot this year. And he ended up being a 157 and seven eighths. Wow. um, Perfect 10 point. I mean, just an absolute, I mean, he's probably four, maybe five years old, um, just a stud of a deer. And then went to, got that at the end of October, towards the end of October. Then went to Ohio and was in Ohio from, Halloween through the fifteenth of November <laughs> and on day fourteen of my fifteen day hunt, I was able to finally kill a one forty plus. Uh, I don't know what we didn't measure it yet, but our goal is in Ohio is at least one forty or better. And uh so I shot a, a one forty or better ten point in Ohio. Awesome. So um right. for me I've had and then I shot a Sikahein uh in early October as well on film. So um so, yeah, I've had four kills this year and still and, trying to get
2: after it. And for anyone making fun of him because he said he shot a sick hind and he was talking proud has never oh. shot Sika deer. No. Just exactly. <laughs> saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a trophy. No yes. question.
6: Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, archery as well. So that's it's even, yep. even tougher.
2: Yeah, I, I had a swing and a miss on a hind at 15 yards because I didn't realize how small they were. I judged yep. 20 and went mm-hmm. right over her
6: back. I've Is got it, a see- and they'll jump this
5: right now, right? Like and they'll a, jump like mount. <laughs> yep, just <whoop.
6: laughs> yeah. oh, yep. absolutely. And no seeker will jump the string quicker than a whitetail in oh, you know, okay. no question.
2: Yeah, and you're not finding that arrow. I don't care if you got a knock on there, you're not finding yeah.
6: it. Let's go yeah. So good, good year for me.
2: Awesome, man! Right. Congrats.
6: Yeah, that's a killer oh, that's 2020. Real quick. Yeah. Well, real quick because I actually
4: have a phone call that keeps coming through, so I just want to thank you guys for having us on. Um, but I had an awesome season. Brian will catch you up on all of our stories. Cause all of my kills were with Brian. <laughs> so
1: <Nice. I> kinda,
4: <laughs> nice. early in March, I knew I was getting deployed. I was like, dude, let's hunt every minute we can. So we did a lot of pig hunting. I went and hunted elk. Um, man, it seems like we hit four or five States. So Brian can tell you all the stories, but guys, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. I don't want to be rude. And nope. you, you need me going to the phone. You're but good, let's brother. Stay in contact. I want yeah. to see all this footage. Well, maybe we can get a hunt in next year. Yeah. Sounds hey, like a
1: plan.
2: We'll get with you. We'll get your uh, your address, and uh, we'll get you some care packages and all that going. Uh, for everyone who didn't follow, Joel is actually on his way back over to the Middle East, and uh, we want to thank him for his service. So thank yeah, you, thank brother. You. Appreciate you uh, guys as
4: well. We got a whole bunch of veterans in this room, so thank you, guys. Um, I'll let Brian tell you the story, but thanks again. We'll talk soon.
2: Will hey, do. Have a good, good one. Luck,
4: Joel. Take care, guys. Here is the party. That podcast is just going to go down from here. I can sense it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel <fear> you.
5: <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so, we actually, as Joel signs off, he um he shot uh, two really good bucks this year that he got. He shot a what was that one? Do you remember the size of that deer? That was one hundred and
6: 100, Well, it's like a one eighty. I thought
5: one eighty. One eighty inch. Mainframe eight point for the most part. I mean, it was freaking giant eight point he shot this yep, year.
6: Illinois.
5: Up in Illinois. And yep. then he shot a, uh, I mean, for the rest of us, a normal one. It was, it was like a 140 inch nine point that he shot that was a, a decent deer. Wow. Then we went out to Colorado. Um, he had an opportunity at one, just didn't present itself. A nice, uh, it's probably a a 270 270 inch elk but just didn't present itself we didn't get a shot on him and then we've killed uh he killed a couple of pigs this year as well um oh
6: i did too
5: that's so right. I about that part. <laughs> <laughs> i killed a um, killer I got, season <laughs> i've killed i killed my first year in, in three years this year with my bow which is crazy when i going from like shooting like 16 plus deer a year to like the last couple i haven't shot many but i've been i've been wrapped up in Sons of fall and filming so yep those of you that want to get into filming and like doing all this stuff realize you often aren't killing mm-hmm. throughout the season yes. yes yes i
2: will <laughs> agree with that statement wholeheartedly <laughs>
5: it goes away a little bit from uh, your ability it's a lot easier to kill something when uh you're just got a bow in your hand and you're able to just kind of go around but not that i would trade that it actually has been a lot of fun and like filming i've got to film a lot of cool hunts and, and be a part of some neat stuff um Actually, uh, I forgot. Joel shot a uh, what a a mouflon ram as well. Yeah, that's right. No well, kidding. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a busy year for us. Like we we got quite a bit of filming. We don't have most of our episodes put together, but um, yeah. Pig. So,
1: so w- where will they be able to see some of this stuff when it does come out?
5: So um, we always post stuff on YouTube. That is always a place we put it. So anyone that like wants to just go to YouTube, they can find our stuff. We don't believe in we believe in putting our stuff out there. For people to go find it immediately, right? So like when an episode's done, it ends up on YouTube. Our, um, when the episode's final, so we have a, hey, this is our done episode. Like, rough hey, cut. We, we made it through edits. It's rough cut. That'll go up on YouTube. When we get it to final, uh, where we actually think it should be, it'll go, I'll start the process of working through Amazon's rigmarole and yep. I'll post them on Amazon Prime so most people can find stuff on Amazon Prime. us as well that that's the final destination for it but between those two you'll get it um we also do a bunch of footage for our kind of partners like march and mill and wild and free so if you go check them out some of our episodes will show up with those guys because they post them as well but yeah that's the primary avenue for getting to our stuff that's awesome if you want to get in touch with us on social media, we are extremely active on Instagram. Uh, Paul runs that for us, and I mean, you
1: talk Joel, to us. That's <laughs> Joel and I, I
5: talk with everyone on there. So that's one of the things we. Yeah. Honestly, Joel and I beat Paul up all the time about it. It's Like Paul is really, really good at running the social media because he gets beat up all the time. But that's, and I'm the old guy. We, we try. <laughs> the old guy is running the social. Yeah, media. Yeah, I was gonna
2: say it's kind of backwards. You it the make old doesn't. Like like I let Trev handle it. I'm like, dude, you 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 get it. You're a little younger. It's it's your world. Do your thing. No.
5: But Joel runs production. I do tech and kind of the, the business side of it. I have an MBA and then all okay. the, the social media and, and kind of sales marketing portion of it. Nice. It,
1: it's kind of crazy because you hit something, a nail on the head, which is the whole social media thing with like contacting with everybody is like so important. And one thing that I've learned through all my endeavors because i've had a lot of them that have crashed into big walls but the, the thing is like one of the important things is just talking to everybody man and yeah. how cool it is to just like dude anybody who messages like for the podcast i talk to him. i don't care i'll have a straight up conversation my wife will get <laughs> mad at me it'll be like two o'clock in the morning I'll be like who are you talking to and i'm like i'll, I'll vouch for that, that too I don't know. My buddy Paul over here, he just shot a fucking giant and we're talking about it. Like it's two in the morning. He just found it. Like
5: we're talking about it. Like it's that's the deal man. Like, and that's, we rarely say no to people. Like it's pretty rare that we'll say no to something that somebody wants to talk about, do figure out with us. Like if we can make it work, we make it work. Like our pro- our biggest problem is we all have day jobs, right? Like yeah. we all work full time. So oh, like yeah. there are some people that don't understand that for the most part like this this industry is a bunch of good people and they understand like working full time and and you that priorities first but we all love doing this man like this is our passion it's fun to just have like-minded people around to bullshit with and have a good time
2: yeah it's where you disconnect from the rest of the real world
5: yep that's uh, totally the no case. question
2: yeah I 100% agree with you
5: yep cannot beat it hmm. so I do have what a else question you guys want to know
1: Oh. Uh, <laughs> guy. just so we're aware here. I know what he guy? wants to know. <laughs>
5: I have a bourbon guy. He asked the yeah. question. I'll actually move my computer for that one. Oh. <laughs> right. oh let's see if it pops up here. This is my, my bourbon collection. Oh, oh wow. Jeez, that's that awesome.
6: Sweet. Very nice. Yeah. I you're uh, you're well prepared. Yeah,
5: <laughs> I, I like bourbon. Bourbon's my <laughs> game.
1: That's awesome. Mm. <laughs> so what's some of your goals with like the camouflage and stuff? Cause I kind of want to touch on that. Like where people, where can people get that? Like, what is, what is kind of like some of that, like take us through that a little bit. <laughs> them <Baltimore laughs> got
2: that shit eating grin. Like, all right, here we go. <laughs>
1: yeah,
6: we we're on with we, Brian. We, we, we're all, Joel and I are always on Brian about this because, um, We've been, you know, I'll let you answer this, Brian. I don't want to. I'll let you you bust
5: the balls. You get (laughs) hard bonds here, man. I've been
6: asking for for months for our stuff to get put on our website, you know, and just, you know, hey, let's just take a credit card. You know, we're not there yet, but uh, we are, we are selling product and we're doing it through Instagram and we're doing it with PayPal. So that's what we're at right now. Um, I would assume, Brian, correct me, within another month or so. Yep. Um, you will be able to go to sons of fall.com, see pictures of the product, place, put a credit card in and order American made, you know, Artemis gear. And that's, that's our goal. Eventually our long-term goal for next year, uh, is going to be to sell it through Amazon. So you can hit Amazon okay. and place, you know, place an order or go to a sons of fall website and place an order there. We don't have a wholesale plan for this next year. Like you won't be able to find it at, uh, You know at at your local sporting goods store more than likely Uh, there's just not enough margin in it because it's American I
2: don't blame you frankly
6: yeah so it'll be it'll be direct uh, either through us or probably through Amazon you
2: mean so you'll sell something and they can get it directly from you and trust that it's from you if there's an issue they can go back to you yeah imagine that that that's almost unheard of these days
6: like literally imagine
2: that
5: I can I literally this
6: literally, is literally he's shipping all of that gear in in his office to my office because I'll start handling some of
0: the shipping <laughs> of it. <so. laughs> literally, right.
6: Have you seen our pattern?
2: Have you no, seen the, the, I, No. I I yeah. have seen it. I was actually looking I've at it, it the other not, day. Right, yeah. The the old Brian, like Sean, have you seen this? Seen yeah. It. Yeah. I said <laughs> so I mean look at I
5: haven't. I can show you a prototype though. You want to see one there. of our prototypes of our gear? There you Let's go. See. We'd yes. love to see it. Yeah, so um, this is so this is our rise pattern. So this is our what I recommend for people in tree stamps. Like this is yep. a tree stand pattern. Like, Got more green tones, some blacks, tans, blacks, tans, greens. Um, it's got a, a a sequence on it that's called a, a Voronoi sequence. That's kind of for all those nerds out in the world that want to know stuff. But um,
6: show, show them, Brian. Show, show them what you're talking about.
5: See if I can kind of get it up here. So I'll get one on my hand. So, so I don't think it's not just
2: can... a repeating pattern. It's actually developed to break the pattern. Correct. Correct. So those
5: lines exactly. that are built in there, I don't know how clear that is. But those yeah, lines, you can now, see it.
6: Yep.
5: they're, they're a, a repeating sequence that's based on a, a series of um, points. So any point, if you take a, a scatter plot of points and you were to draw space around them and you make an equidistance from all the other points that are on that plot, It'll make that type of pattern. It's called the Voronoi sequence, and yep. so it shows up in in nature everywhere, right? Like giraffe patterns, uh, mud flats, tree bark. Like they, they come up any leaf cells, like all of those type of things. This is just a repeated pattern in nature. So I, I put that in there based on kind of, and it, I took the premise of military science associated with the actual color sequencing. Yep, and then I. I paired that with a Voronoi sequence, and, and this is what we came up with here. So I've, I've got that pattern there. Um, this is a prototype hoodie, which a lot of people are asking for. So a built-in hood and a, a lot of changes. I just actually met with our developers um, the other day and put a whole bunch of input on what all they gotta fix. <laughs> but that,
6: that's phase one of
5: what's going on there. And then-
6: show, them, uh, show them strike and um, rise together. If you have a couple of beanies side by side, um,
5: so I got another shirt up here. So this is... Nope. Oh, uh, that's Strike. This is Strike. So this is like, yep. a, um, it's more of a tan and brown base. Uh, works with like pines. It works really, really good in pines. This color does as yep. well as um, any Europe kind of uh, fields, field, that, mountainous. It screams like,
2: Western and predator to me.
6: Western exactly. 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 I call it the ground and pound design. Yep. You know <laughs> Exactly.
5: That's why we call it strike
6: because you're on the ground and you're moving in for that strike. I like yeah, it. So those two patterns are our,
5: our primary. We've also got some uh, fishing patterns we have as well that are just kind of our extra ones, people that want to have a fishing shirt. We've got two yeah. of those out there. And so, but um, I'm hoping probably January I'll have the, uh, the website overhaul complete. So I do all of the website design and all of those pieces as well, like in my... All of my copious amounts. My hat's
2: off to you. (laughs) I hate web design. (laughs) That's one thing I don't I I do IT for a living. I hate web design.
5: Yeah. So once I complete our taxes in early January, then I'll convert over to website design and build a a store for Paul. So he's got a story, not selling it on Instagram. (laughs) Nice. I
2: I do have one request. One thing you guys have to do. What's that? Why Joel is overseas. I want you to take one of your – in this case, use the strike. It would work well for the Middle East. Yeah, yeah. And I need you to make him a set of ranger panties.
5: Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) That would be awesome.
2: Send him a set of ranger
5: panties. (laughs) Make him a set. That would be awesome for him to wear around out there. That would be awesome. I don't know if he has the balls to do it. That would be good to go to get a picture. Yeah, we should get him cold I'm all for
2: that. You got to do it, man.
5: yeah the um i
2: will pay for it out of my pocket
5: (laughs) Uh, but um to paul's point though the uh the reason we do sell these on instagram and kind of did it the way we did is um the truth is is the the investment to get into this is actually pretty huge anyone that like is trying to ever do it it's pretty big to like get into it and so um we had a ton of support from our followers and our fans that uh we order. kind of put it out there like, hey guys, we need some help here with prototyping this stuff and getting it out there. We'll give you a discount on all of this stuff, understanding what it costs to make it. And um, if you guys are willing to kind of help us out and order some of this stuff. And so we've, we've just been taking orders, working through the development process. We've got changes we got to make based on the feedback they have, and we kind of keep in contact with them as it goes. And it's kind of been a, I don't know, they've been the reason we've been able to do it, is our fans have been able to deal with some of our shortcomings deal with some of the problems in the fabric and materials as we've gone through this process and learned and so it's just kind of a testament to people in this industry sticking with the small guy right and and helping us get through
6: oh yeah that's awesome yeah man it's been great absolutely great and it's a really cool feeling wearing your own camel pattern in Mm -hmm. a tree
2: i can imagine
6: it is a a really cool feeling (laughs) especially to kill in it yeah
5: absolutely that was this year yep. for me. I yep. actually I killed my first deer in several years in my own pattern that came out of my own head, right? Like, so I literally sat at this computer, developed this pattern. If you saw the first version of this pattern, you guys would laugh so hard, like. <laughs> <two> <laughs> well, you got to start somewhere. Revisions of that pattern <laughs> that are out there. All can attest. He's like, Ooh, oh yeah. What the hell am I getting into here? Yeah, it's cool. <laughs>
1: Well, it seems like you guys all had stellar seasons, and you had your own camo to, to do it in. So obviously, yeah. there's something there. It's definitely uh, the, good, the good. It's a proven
6: killer um, camo pattern. That's what that's we like. Sure. To, yeah, well, we know that.
1: I mean, you got yeah. a whole bucket full <laughs> for, for kills on it. So I tell you what,
5: this year, the first year this has been released, just on our team, we have we have four deer that could have been killed over 150 inches in the first year of doing it between five people awesome
1: that's incredible
5: that's awesome not a bad year with your own your
6: first set of camo not bad at all (laughs) i'll take four (laughs) hit me up i can get you get you the invoice
1: (laughs) Uh, so we ask one question here it's the final question is that is what drives you guys outdoors
5: Oh man, mm. my dad. Every Why do you day, say that? Twice on Sunday. So uh, I don't know. I grew up. I grew up. I got my first gun when I was seven years old. My dad bought me a twenty two. He didn't believe in BB guns. Uh, he said, if you're gonna if you're gonna get a gun, you're gonna get a gun to kill something. And if you kill something, you're gonna learn what to do with it. And so, like, I kind of just embodied that. And man, I I became a killer. Like, I I've killed a lot of deer for. For a dude that's 38 years old, I, if you put me against most 38-year-olds, I've probably got, I think I've killed 200 deer in my time wow. with a bow alone, right? So I've got a lot of deer under my belt with a bow. And all of it's just because of when I was seven my dad, he taught me, if you're going to shoot something, learn what to do with it. And so shoot deer, if I can't eat them myself, I donate them to the hungry, I give them to friends, I spend time butchering them. I can tell you the ins and outs of what to do with them, and every part of me is met on how do i get that meat in the fridge or how do i get in
6: somebody else's fridge and, and how do i make it happen
1: that's incredible
6: that's awesome I love it. yeah for me i think what drives me to the outdoors is what's what immediately comes to my mind is the adrenaline yeah. that you get i think we all know that adrenaline when that Whatever it is that's coming in, and it just takes over your body, and it's just a, a feeling that you just can't find. You know, I don't do drugs. I don't know what drugs do to a body. I have no idea, but I can't imagine that that any other you know drug would do that to a body like what the adrenaline does when this big buck's coming in, or or whatever it is that you're pursuing. You know, this this bull this bull elk right here you can't imagine what happens to your body when something like that's 20, 20 yards away, bugling at you, you know? I feel you. So it's unbelievable. And then, um, you know, the, 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 the food side of it is always a, a very big, I mean, I got three freezers in my basement full of venison right now. Um, and the camaraderie and that's when I go to Ohio, our deal is uh, with the four friends that I hunt with in Ohio is, if you kill early during the we we pick one week out of the year where we're all there together. Like we have to be there that week. It's usually, you know, like the 8th to the 15th of November, for example. If you kill on the 8th, you still have to stay there through the 15th and share that week with your friends. And that's what, that's what we do. So that's the thing, man. Yeah. So that, for me, it's, it's, it's the adrenaline, it's the meat and it's the camaraderie.
5: Do you remember what I told when when you joined Sun to Fall?
6: Like what I wanted Sun to Fall be,
5: to be. Do you remember my vision for it? I, I no. Want, <laughs> no, go ahead. My goal was a, I really wanted a virtual hunting camp, right? Like you that's can't, right. Yeah, you know, absolutely. All the time, like that was my vision for Sun to Fall, and we were looking for people. And when we talked to everyone about it, it was the baseline is like, I. I get that not all of us are going to get along. I get that we're going to have our differences, but like the goal is to kind of sit down, have a virtual hunting camp, a place that we can all kind of find common ground and have some fun, right? Like, and just BS, share stuff, be with guys that understand kind of what you're all about and and kind of move this industry forward. Because the truth is this industry is changing. It's not what it used to be years ago, where you've got one or two, three companies that, that run everything anymore. It's you can find all the hunting shows in the world on YouTube if you just go out and look for them. They're all there. You, yep. you can find whatever you want. Like so, This industry is about people right now in relationships.
2: Hell yeah. Absolutely. Well, guys, real quick, before we let you go, one last time, where can everybody find you?
6: Uh, Instagram. Uh, I'm going to go with Instagram, Paul.
5: <laughs> You're not going to send them to the website?
6: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go with at uh, you know, Sons of Fall on Instagram. Um, uh, and then also www.sonsoffall.com for our website. Um, Instagram is where we're most active. That's I'm, I'm on that, you know, every day, several times a day. So hit us up, send me, send us a message. If you want to order some at Artemis, um, I can give you more details, um, you know, privately and, uh, you know, support American made product. Yep. Oh, yeah
5: greatly appreciate all that. of us um, all of our emails too if anybody wants to do them it's our first name last name at sonsoffall.com so Henley at sonsoffall.com paul.walversonsoffall.com fall. email us anytime if you hit us up on instagram right of the places or email we'll give you our phone numbers we'll talk for hours we're we're kind of open books when it comes to kind of doing this stuff awesome
6: real guys yeah well, we sure. appreciate you guys uh, having us hey yeah, man. It, like, the pleasures all fun talking with you guys. It, you I don't know. Think it's gonna be the last. Time.
1: I don't think it's gonna be the last time. I <laughs> know. Uh, <laughs> <it's good>. yes. <laughs>
2: I got a feeling you guys are gonna
5: get annoyed with me picking your brains. Um, <laughs> we're always here, man. We, we welcome it. Good deal. You get your well. cell phones, do some texting. You have to keep us in touch on how you do with that deer. Yeah, yeah. If Absolutely. that one uh, was killed or not, though, that one percent chance. Absolutely.
2: Right. <laughs> well. We'll we'll definitely make sure he does that. And uh, I'll, I'll make sure we got all the emails and all the details in the show notes so everyone can find you
5: down in the descriptions. And hey guys, my when it goes up, let us know because we'll make a post about this and uh, share it on our oh, feed. Oh, for sure. And oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, we'll kick this all over and uh, keep you well informed of it. Thank you guys for joining us around our uh, campfire here at our virtual hunt camp. Amen. And uh, if there's anything we can do for you in the future... If you guys ever want to talk or chit chat or you have something coming out, let us know. We'd be happy to help you guys push it. And in the meantime, for everyone out there, can't thank you enough. Check these guys out, get on their stuff, follow along, get their videos. It's phenomenal. You know, I've followed them for a long time, and you really need to just check it out. It's quality work, and they're just everyday guys. That's the beauty of it. So in the meantime... You know where to find them. You know what to do. And thank you guys for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive.
5: Thanks,
6: guys. We appreciate it. Appreciate it.